The following is from East Delta Baptist Church. For more information, visit us online at www.eastdeltabc.com.
All right, all right. So uh, y'all come on up. Um, first off, give a hand to Jeremy for uh, putting that video together. He did an absolutely amazing job, and uh, I, I actually got to speak a testament to what he did. Um, we showed up at camp just wanting to videotape um, just our kids and photograph just our kids, but we come to find out that the camp didn't have uh, a video man, and so we ended up kind of getting delegated in charge of that. So we not only we showed only our kids, but we put together a full week of clips of everyone's kids and submitted those every morning. So we, we stayed up until probably, honestly, 2 or 3 in the morning. Um, excuse me, Jeremy did. I was snoring. Snoring loud. Snoring loudly. Um, snoozing away by about 1.30, um, putting those videos together to have them ready for the kids to see the next day. So uh, he did an amazing job, so much so that everybody um, went home with a video um, because they begged us to make one um, at camp. So we, we sold them for a nice profit of $100 a piece. That's a joke. Um, no profit was made. Uh, but uh, he did an amazing job, so I, I got to speak testament what he did there. Um, and then for Dina, she uh, she kept us together, okay, guys, because this is my first year, and uh, it would have went bad, okay? Let's just say that. It would have been bad. So, Dina, thank you for coming. Um, thank both of you for coming and uh, helping me get through this first year of camp as a leader, um, for sure. So, um I'm going to open it up kind of for, uh, I guess Dina says she wants to speak first um, for her. Also, can I say one thing? We didn't show the first half of the clip, but in Jake's video, he woke up with that giraffe head in his face, and he screamed like a little girl. For those of you that don't know me, I'm Dina White. I'm Haley's mom, and it was a blessing to get to go as the female sponsor this year for the second year. Um, John, you should have come this year because it was a lot more fun. Somebody else was in charge of the devotionals. Somebody else was in charge of the small groups, and I just got to have fun. I couldn't have asked for four better girls to room with and giggle with all night long. Um, We had a great time, and it was a great blessing to see this whole group grow closer to the Lord, but also closer as a group. And I've always known that they're close to one another, but seeing them this week— they really, man, they really grew. They grew in miraculous ways together and closer to the Lord. As you saw on the, the video, Garrett Wagner was the evangelist again this year, and he actually works for the Southern Baptist of Texas Convention. He's a student coordinator and also an evangelist. We got to hear him all week long. This camp was so prayed over, and the Holy Spirit was so evident all week long. Um, They had a couple of new people that they brought in this year. Kinlan did the worship just like last year, but we got to hear Dylan Chase. I had never heard of Dylan Chase before, but apparently he is a big deal in Christian rap music, and the kids really enjoyed that. And then also they brought in a guy named Josh Proctor who came on Wednesday and spoke to the kids about pornography, which we don't talk a lot about in the church, but they see it and they're, you know, they have access to it at such an early age. And so that was a great blessing, too, that he was able to come and and speak freely about that. Um, The main message all week was, who is Jesus, and how big is Jesus to you? One of the things that I immediately wrote down in my notes, um, Garrett was preaching out of Psalms, and these were the words that he spoke. Nothing new 
is under the sun. There's nothing new under the sun. Jesus Christ is on the throne, and he is unscathed by what is going on in the world today. God laughs at the world and the peoples who are plotting to take over the world. All he has to do is speak to them, and they are terrified. And then that just resonated with me as we sang, we are no longer a slave to fear. And I'm so glad that we got to sing that song um, this morning. Another thing that I highlighted in my notes, our hearts are restless until we find our rest in God. And that is so true. Our hearts are restless until we can find that rest in the Lord. Our theme scripture all week was Hebrews 1.3. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. And then again, who is Jesus to you and how big is your Jesus? And so those were some things that the Lord blessed me with this week. And thank you for allowing us to carry your kids to camp. Um, This was actually my first ever year to go to a church camp, and it was a great year, like, spiritually. Um, It was fun. We grew closer to the Lord and closer as a group. Like, it was great. (laughs) I'll go next. I got to get to my right spot. We read a lot out of Romans 8. I'm just going to go through like each day, kind of what Garrett, what his theme was for his sermons each day. And I'll I'll take up. What are you trying to say, Dylan? Okay, well, on Tuesday, the, he, he talked about God reigning over idols, and it really made me think, I was like, idols, I always think, you know, that's something that you're worshiping, you know, otherwise not, but phones, worry, stress, schoolwork, those, those things I didn't think about, and those, all those kind of things are like, oh, that applies to me, oh, that applies to me too, and that was just something that I really had to step back and think about on my part of, you know, you you got to get away from those kind of things. And then on Wednesday, he talked about what are we defined by. And that's when he really read through Romans 8. And in Romans 8, it says, So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And what are we defined by? Well, he doesn't define us by our sins when we accept him as our Savior. So he um, said this, I'm no longer a sinner, I'm a saint. And that really stood out to all of us, I think. On Thursday... He talked about God reigning over circumstances and how he doesn't waste your circumstances, your trials, your tests. And so all of these things are like your idols, what you think you're divine by, your um, your trials and your tests. These things are holding us back, I feel like, when we take all those in and don't get through, break through those from spreading the gospel. And we've got to come overcome these things. And these are, this is just what I took in from this, that we've got to become, that we've got to overcome these things and become aggressive for the Lord to be able to spread the gospel on to others. We can't spread the gospel if we're not passionate about it ourselves. 
And these things, these are all just really what I took in from this and got out of it and felt like the God that Lord, the Lord was moving this week in all of us. And we definitely became closer as a group in a good way. Fun. We had lots of fun. But um, then we also got to grow closer to God ourselves, each of us, and then as a group. So we had lots of fun. Jake, you want to go next? <laughs> Well, my camp experience was a little different. <laughs> um, Tuesday, I learned not to drink too many Mountain Dews. <laughs> Had a few stomach issues. <laughs> and then Thursday, I was riding on the side of a golf cart. And I fell off, and I got beat up pretty good. And then Thursday night, after we got through eating, I forgot to shut the blinds. And so I was changing to go take a shower, taking my clothes off, and a few girls saw me in my underwear. And so that's the way my camp went. You said it was. I just walked by the boy's door, oh. and there was a boy standing there. He went down his <laughs> It was Jake. Um, as you can tell, I misplaced my beautiful camp T-shirt. I don't know where it went. Um, on Jake's note, we were sitting at lunch, and you know, I noticed he wasn't there, so I went to the to the dorm to check on him. He's laid up in bed. It just oh, my stomach hurts, man. And then we go, and then he he goes back into the bathroom, and Dylan 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 walks in there. He's like, "Jake, you all right?" And he just flat out says, "No, I'm not all right." <laughs> so I mean, we had good laughs and everything. And well, one of the main things I learned was, uh, you know, we do not need to be on the defense. We need to be on the offense because people in the church wonder why. The church isn't growing. It's because we're just sitting back waiting for something to happen, and we got to be going out there spreading the gospel. And uh, we definitely this week grew closer as a group. And Jake got hurt, and um, the draft dude manhandled me. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of threw me. He threw me on the ground pretty hard. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it, and. Dylan, you did not beat me up. Anyway, uh, so that's pretty much my camp experience. This was my uh, first time at Consume Camp, and uh, I had a really good time. We uh, grew closer as a as a group. Um, I got rode by a giraffe at the golf course by surprise. Uh, there's also Jake's experiences. Gave us a lot of laughs, and uh, I really enjoyed it.
I don't like to talk in front of people. Uh, well, Rowling kind of stole what I was going to say, but I was going to talk a little bit about Jake. But And also he said we got to play on the offense, not the defensive. But Dylan kind of went on a rant after that sermon that kind of got me fired up too. He said, you know, we see people in Charleston, you know, they're at church on Sunday, church on Wednesday night, but you see them every other day and they're not for God. And I just think that we need to come to them and try to get them back in the church every day of their life. And that's, that's about it. Okay, well, this is my second year at Consume Camp, and I believe we all grew a lot closer to God this year. And um, uh, I'm just letting you all know, we all passed up Dylan in the go-karts. His go-kart was very slow. And uh, we, I think we all had a lot of fun, lots of laughs. I happened to broke a go-kart. Uh, going full speed and snap the axle in half. Yeah. Anyway. We will? Yeah. <laughs> Get the bill later. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll tell you what, after about 10 years as a youth pastor, it's way more fun when you're not the one in charge at camp. <laughs> at one point, they, they spilled something on the floor, and I come out and say, I don't care who spilled it. You, you saw it there. You could have. And I just tapped Bill and I said, you got this, man. I just walked out of the room. <laughs> so, so I'm not going to be the guy this time. So that was really nice. Uh, and, and yeah, the camp videos, I'll tell you what, it's super hard to condense 35 minutes worth of footage into five minutes. He originally told me three minutes, and I said, David Darby, that's not going to happen. <laughs> There's just too much stuff. So uh, that was a really a lot of fun. That's something I've actually been praying about. So it just kind of, you know, it seems like it's one of those things that's just thrown out there, but really... You know, that's something I'm really interested in. I love doing. So uh, I said something to David. I said, Darby, y'all got somebody that does that? No, you're looking for somebody. I said, well, maybe I can do something, you know, like next year. And I show up. And he's like, can you use this camera? I was like, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I can try. But uh, anyway, it really worked out. So I feel like that was just something God just kind of put in, put in my lap there. And the only reason I even went to camp because I needed to fill in for Dylan when he had to go for an orientation on Wednesday. And if it wasn't for that, I would not have set that time aside. So I really do believe it was God orchestrating that whole thing and allowing me to do something I really like. Uh, I'm going to get a little bit deep real quick uh, and try not to cry. Uh, but so what Haley was saying about what he said about not wasting circumstances, uh, he, he shared a story that was very similar to mine and Lindsay's and um it's about you know his his wife um having a miscarriage and you know most many of y'all know Lindsay had a miscarriage about was December and she was 12 weeks along and he was talking about how God used that circumstance to help deepen his intimacy with his wife he wasn't saying that God caused it, but used it, and and using you know how God can just take those rough situations and make them good, and you know that's something that I've been struggling with pretty bad. I mean, I've gone from uh, feeling like I'm at peace to just absolutely angry at God, and 
and probably being disrespectful towards God about that and then turn around and, and feel like, okay, he's calming my nerves about this, uh, to being happy for people who are, you know, found out that they're having kids and then, and then being around others and I just find myself just being very bitter about it. And I, I, it's been a roller coaster. And so I was able to speak with him a little bit after, after that um, talk and just kind of, like, man, can't tell me your story. I said, I'm not looking for you for answers, but I want to hear your story. And, 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 you know, it's one of those things in, in, the, in the church world, a lot of times we want to hear, here's the bad thing that's going on. Jesus stepped in and fixed it. And the end. But that's not how it is all the time in the real world. Uh, for me, personally, um, it's a continuation. Like, looking for the good things is sometimes really hard. And to me, I know God can work everything out for the good, and, and uh, he, he can make something good out of bad. Uh, right now, for me, I'm still looking. But I have trust that there is something. And I, I think my problem has been I've not been looking. I've just been bitter. So from here, uh, just some of the songs really spoke to me. I'm no longer a slave to fear. That song that we did today, I mean, it's my favorite song now. Because how much it spoke to me about that. I don't have to be scared of anything. Uh, I don't have to worry. I don't have to stress. Because God's got it. And He's going to take care of it. And I'm going to trust God. I'm not going to trust Him for anything specific necessary, but just trust that knowing that he's got it all in his hands and he's going to work it out for the good. Uh, I know that's kind of deep to end on, but hopefully Dylan can liven things back up now as, as I hand the mic off to him. But <laughs> Thank you all for hearing me out. Um, as I said before, I, I couldn't have a, uh, asked for a better group to, to come with me. Um, lots of great moments, uh, especially from Jake's end of the bargain. Um, Corey, I got to say thank you, sir. Um, we asked this gentleman right here to join us at the last second of the day before, and um, he committed. Um, he came in, and he immediately opened up to us and um, just became a part of our family, a part of our group. So I thank you for that, sir. Um, it could have been awkward, and it could have been um, you chilling by yourself, you know, the whole week of camp, not really knowing us. But, man, I, I really honestly feel like you've become a part of this group. And, um, so I thank you. So I've kind of put together a list of notes uh, as far as what we have um, learned in, in throughout the week, and I feel like these kids really got something out of this message, and um, I feel like they've been changed. I've seen them open up. I've seen them um, confess things that I, I would have never... Um, I would have never guessed or um, seen coming, and, and just to know that they're getting that off their chest and um, getting out the way of God is just, uh, it's a testament that the Holy Spirit was there this week. Um, so I'm going to ask you, um, I'm going to give a little, I'm sorry, I know, I'm going to try to get out here, Rick, I got 10 minutes, so stay with me, bear with me 10 minutes. Um, Colossians 1, 15 through 20, if you could turn with me there, you don't have to, I'm going to read it anyways, I'm sorry, we don't got it up here. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and get rolling. That way we can, uh, we can keep this moving. Colossians 1.15, it says, uh, Christ is the vis- visible in- image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything and in heavenly realms and on earth. He made things we can see 
and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else, and he holds all creation together. Christ is also the head of the church, which is the body. He is the beginning, supreme over all who rise from the dead. So he is first in everything. For God is all, in all his fullness, was pleased to live in Christ, and through him God reconciled everything to himself. So the, the camp motto was, what guys? I'm going to test you here. Rain. Jesus reigns. And that is, um, that, is some, that is a testament to who God is. We forget that sometimes. But it says it right here in verse 15. Uh, Christ is the vi- visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. We live for Jesus And he is our everything. It shows that in verse 16 also. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. So all things, Jesus reigns over all things, and everything in it is created for him. Um, The question, as some of these students said here, is how big is God to you? Um, Does the name of Jesus ignite a fire in you? Because if it doesn't, it should. And if it doesn't, the question I ask you is, do you know God intimately? If you know God intimately, there should be a passion. There should be a fire there. And the thing we have to remember, guys, is um, we don't invite God into our lives. We think that because we're selfish, but we don't invite God into our lives. He invites us into his We tend to forget that because we feel like the world is centered around who we are um, as humans, but that's not the way it works. We didn't create this thing. God did. That's why he reigns, and that's why he's supreme. Um, We need to fall in love with the experience um, of God. Um, If you've truly experienced God, then you, you have this intimate relationship with you. So my next question is, have you truly experienced and submitted yourself to God? Um... If you haven't, I ask you to look into that. If you have, um, the good news is is that um, God transforms people. It says so right here in verse 20. Um, and through God, him, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. Um, and then Haley talked about it. We, she talked about the idols. We have idols in our life. Um, let me define an idol for you. It's anything you place over God, okay? It can be TV. It can be cell phones, as uh, Haley said. It can be um, work. It can be school. Um, it can be friends. It can be family. Um, there's so many things that are covered by idols. Um, they consume our time. They consume our energy. And they consume our life. So my question is, what are you chasing for? What are your idols? Because idol worship, as the Bible says, leads to death. I want you to turn to Hebrews twelve, twenty-eight and 29 for me. Hebrews 12, uh, verse 28. Since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, 
let us be thankful and please God by worshiping, worshiping him in the holy, with holy fear and awe, for our God is a devouring fire. Um, what that says to me, guys, is we need to ask the Holy Spirit to change our desires. We have idols in our life, and a lot of times these idols, we don't want to change our desires. We don't want to move those out of our life. Um, we need to allow God to consume us and ask him to change our desires. That's when you know you're wanting to grow towards the Lord. And then the last thing, as Haley said, we spent most of the week in Romans 8. Um, If you'll turn there for me. We're going to start in verse 1. I'm going to go ahead and start reading. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong in Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the powers of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. Nature, So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful nature but instead follow the Spirit. Those who are dominated by sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about the about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the Spirit control your minds leads to life and peace. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws, and it never will. That's why those who are still under control of their sinful nature can never please God. But you who are not controlled by your sinful nature, you are controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him at all. And Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life. Because of you, you have been made right with God. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give you life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. In this right here, this verse, it, it's these these few sets of verses, it's uh it's the perfect picture of the gospel. Um, because of Jesus, we are able to walk away from sin. We're able to walk away from death. Um, we can be set free from guilt and we can be set free from condemnation. If you remember, Jesus came to condemn the accuser. Jesus came to condemn the condemnation. He came to love on people. Um, So I ask you, if you want God to move in your lives, it must be on a daily basis. We must have a funeral for ourselves daily. But what happens when we fall flat on our face. I want you to say this with me. I am no longer defined by my sin. Amen. We are no longer defined by our sin. Now I want you to say this with me. I am defined by 
what Jesus Christ did on the cross. See that second part. That's so. That's uh, that's that's so true because um, without that, without Jesus Christ and what He did on that cross, um, we're defined by our sin. Um, but through Him, through His Son, through His uh, burial, and through His most importantly the resurrection, um, we're no longer defined by our sin. Um, we are holy. We are righteous. Um, in God's eyes. He doesn't look at us and see this, this, this sin, this darkness in our life. He sees us and looks at us as holy and blameless through the eyes of Jesus Christ. Um, so that's why it's so important. And then the last thing, it doesn't end there. It's uh, just as uh, Haley said and the rest of the students, um, it's about making disciples. Um, they said it multiple times, actually, they... I think it hit me really hard just as much as them. Um, we can't be on the defense. We have to be on the attack. Um, we think we're preparing for God by just sitting in these pews and worshiping him um, and showing up to church on a daily basis, but it doesn't end there. We have to be on the attack because if we're on the attack, if we're going out and we're making disciples, we begin to grow. We begin to look more like Jesus Christ and who he was, which is um, not somebody who went into churches and sat in pews. Um, he was a man on the go, always out, um, speaking to people, the lost, the broken, um, the ones in need of him. Um, so at this time, as the band comes forward, um, me and the students would like to offer a moment of invitation, um, just as we've been offered this week. Um, We've been very blessed um, to get right with God this week. I watched God move in powerful ways, and uh, me and the students all agreed um, that God was there. He was moving. And we just want to offer that same opportunity um, to every one of you to get right with the Lord. Um, So if you'll bow your heads with me.